It's Thierry Henry! He scored! He scored for Arsenal in the bottom Hello, welcome to the Arsenal Editor Podcast. It's a season roundup. Uh, it is the end of the season, a, a good season, a bad season, depending on how you think about it. We'll get straight into it. We've got a lot to get through. Um, today, we're going to be going through some of the best moments, the worst moments, and uh, a lot of different questions and rides and all sorts of wonderful things along the way to chew the fat and understand how good or how bad that we all think it was. So we have um, our usual women's correspondent and uh, regular attendee, Connor. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, thanks, Toby. Doing very, very well. Thank you. And very much looking forward to the session that we have today. And fantastic to meet you, Jamie, as well. Yeah, we've of course, we've got uh, the wonderful Jamie on, actually. Special friend, special guest that we haven't seen on for a long time. So good to see you again, Jamie. Yeah, good to see you, mate. Good to see you, Connor. Um, we've got we've got a lot to talk about. I don't know how long we've got, but I think we can we never have enough time, will we? But um, looking forward to having a chat about the season. Absolutely, and I think a couple of things to announce for both Connor uh, and Jamie is Connor has just been accepted to his uh, masters in Cambridge coming up uh, in September, which is all very exciting. Uh, so right, well a bit done. of a round of applause, Connor. Well done, mate. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, just yeah. a few minutes ago, but you know, and and also since we last spoke, Jamie, um, you know, internet extraordinaire, um, and all sorts of things like that. But since we last spoke, you've moved house, but more importantly, have become an alpaca father. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know what's what's better, alpaca farm or going to going to going to university, one of the best universities in the world. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> <laughs> I know which one I would choose. I know which one I would choose. You probably choose me, and I wish I had your brains. That's probably how it works. I think. Um, <laughs> I'd love an alpaca. Wow. <laughs> it Absolutely it brilliant. Be. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, well, whilst you've both, you know, moved house and got various degrees and all sorts, I, I've done a little bit more work and got a little bit more drunk, and uh, not much else has happened. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, it's kudos to you. Kudos to you. Um, so. Well, look. Let, let's let's dive straight into it, um, and let's 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 go through some of these things. I mean, so and I, actually, I did have one more shout out, um, which is for for Jake, um, Jake Core, who did an amazing thing this weekend. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys got to see or um, anyone listening also got to see, but he um, and he and his family and his team walked uh, for Haven House Charity uh, from all the way from Selhurst Park to every single football stadium in London. Uh, in the name of charity and I met him at the Emirates Stadium for a bit and I did probably about 500 meters worth of walking compared to his 35 miles so uh but I hope uh there was some kind of help on the way but you know Jake did an amazing job and he's if it wasn't for people like him both charities like that couldn't run in and, and also the uh he's such a pillar of the Arsenal communities and, and a good friend of the podcast so big shout out to you Jake as well um but uh, on the on the more silly stuff, let's let's get tucked into the season. It'd be good to hear from you guys before we get into the questions. You know, Jamie, how how do you how do you sort of feel about the season now that it's finished? Because we've had a couple of maybe days to look back, and we're, we're not sure we're over the pain yet, but maybe have a bit more a chance to look back. But what what are your sort of final thoughts? Um, yeah, still, still, still. Um very frustrated and angry uh all different emotions in a negative way really um mm. yeah you know I, I just think that you know if you want to sort of summarize it we it was in our hands we had no excuses we had no distractions and we didn't deliver and 
I think that it's it's easy to say that you know we've still got fifth. It's better than last year, but ultimately everyone knew that. that and Mikel Arteta said it many times throughout the season. Our our goal, number one goal was to get to Champions League, and yes, we've got the younger squad in the Premier League. We've got so many good youngsters, and uh, you know they're learning all the time. But ultimately, when it was in our hands. I think that if we would have said at the start of the season, we would have gone into sort of the last five, six games with it in our hands, knowing that the fixtures that we've got, the teams that we're playing, I think we would have taken it. With you know, we would have grabbed it. Absolutely, would have been mm. more than happy to settle for that. And it's just so frustrating that we were so close, and it makes it even worse that it was Spurs who got us to fourth. Um, mm. Yeah, but I think that. Um, it's, you know, I don't, I don't like being negative. I don't, you know, as I said when I, when we spoke before, I'm I'm not a negative kind of fan. I, I like to look at the positives, but I'm also realist and I have high expectations. And I think, especially when we had no European football, we had we had the rest because um, we didn't have a game midweek for like a lot of the teams that were around us or we were competing with certainly for the top four. Uh, I just I just feel completely and utterly deflated because I was, you know, I wasn't. With Arsenal, you can never 100% know what's going to happen. But I was quietly confident that because it was in our own hands and um, we were going into the end of the season in good shape and we weren't having, you know, we we weren't having massively um, hard games. Um, I just felt that we, because it, I keep saying it, but because it was in our hands, I genuinely thought that even if we, well, especially when we beat West Ham and the manner that we mm. beat West Ham, we sort of turned it around and I thought, you know, this is this is our time. And and I was so looking forward mm-hmm. to saying that he's done an incredible job to get us top four with the squad that we have. Bearing in mind, we bought no one in January with no real striker. Um, it was just so disappointing. But I, I think that a lot of our next season, certainly without stating the obvious, hinges on the transfer window this summer. We, you know, we've got rid of a mm. lot of dead wood. We've got people that we didn't want to be that, that weren't good enough, didn't have the right ethics, didn't have the right mentality. Our young players certainly will, will can only benefit from the disappointment uh, and it will grow them as characters. But we also need that that mixture of experience as well. So uh, I think the next sort of month and a half with with, with the transfer window, we'll, we'll, if we get the players that we want and we, let, we raise the quality of the, the, the real quality that we need to have in the squad to max maximise our youngsters coming through um, to put us in the best shape for next season. But I can, I'll save that. I'll let, I'll let Connor have his thoughts and uh, we'll probably talk about that a bit more throughout the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's well said. I mean, it's two two things can be true, right? Because, you know, at the beginning of the season, we would have taken fifth. But equally, if we were told, like you say, that we were in fourth place in our hands, like... <laughs> You, you would be incredibly gutted to, to hear that with those fixtures, we, we wouldn't have gone all the way. Uh, you're absolutely right. And, and what about you, Connor? Yeah, you know, I'm going to wholeheartedly agree with, with Jamie and, and yourself, Toby. For me, it's important for this season, in order for me to cope and not go insane, um, to look back on it with perspective and to see it as a, a step in in the right direction in that we, we managed with a thin squad and we managed with players that perhaps had to step up throughout the season, and they did, and through valuable experience for them. Mm. I think of the likes of Martinelli and Sacco, who are then being treated as game changers as well as Smith Rowe, rather than us relying on, on Aubameyang, which we seem to do in previous seasons, for example. 
And I think with that in mind, I'm content with with what we've done. If we have a good summer transfer window like we did last summer. Um, last summer was tactical. It was well thought out. And then if we get that squad depth, then I think we're going to go far. Because I think on the podcast, we chatted about how our starting 11 is top four worthy, but our squad is not. And we need to get that squad squad depth coming in in order to get to that top four uh, almost squad rather than just starting 11. And I think having look, looking back on the season, there are definitely times where I was like, yep, this is, this is what it feels to be an Arsenal fan when winning the, the games that we didn't think we would and then losing the games that we thought we would, uh, which I'm sure we'll get onto later on. But then also the most frustrating thing was is that it was in our hands, not once, but twice. Yeah. And we still didn't manage to, to see it over the line. So for me, I much prefer, I would have preferred if we had finished fifth after beating Man United and having it been mathematically impossible for us to get top four. I think it would have been a different feeling towards the end of the season. You're right. But I think at that stage, we've now learned from that. And this pain is going to stay with the players throughout next season and maybe just get that extra one or 2% of effort that'll get us over the line. Yeah, I, th- I think... Um... There's definitely a truth to the fact that we were, whilst we were unlucky with injuries and to crucial, crucial players at the at the wrong time, uh, and the players that we had were all injured really going into the last three, four games. Um, and let's not forget the other caveat that actually Spurs, the other team that were fighting for fourth and that weren't struggling, that were the ones that um, that also didn't have European football. They only played... Um, they didn't play any knockout games at all. So actually, the turn of the year, they, they they were also in no cups, just Premier League games to go. Um, really, the same as us, and uh, that's that's what's frustrating. And that advantage we lost from them, like they should have gone through and they should have had that extra level of tiredness, which I would have quite liked, quite frankly. And you know, we saw the likes of West Ham drop away, even Chelsea, really, but obviously they're at a slightly different level to say the least. So, um, but. All in all, yeah, you have to say it was it, it was in our hands and we let it go. And I think it's a huge disappointment. I think going into next season, which we'll get into, it's, it's going to have to be, it has to be top four now, doesn't it? To justify everything Arteta said, so the, the process and the transfer windows, which are all can be true. You know, I think how, how true it is, is up to everybody really to think uh, for themselves. But um, it, it's the next next year is justification and that's all going to hinge on, on this transfer window, it, it feels like. Um and we'll get into transfers towards the end, actually, because I'd quite like to go into what you think we're going to do. But for the purpose of this podcast, let's get into um, all of the individual moments of the season we'll get into. We'll start with something quite fun. Uh, we'll start with something that will get our, you know, we'll start to reminisce slightly better about the season. So, so Jamie, I'm going to ask you first, what was your goal of the season? Uh, well, it's quite easy for me. Yeah. Lacazette's goal against Southampton. It was it Great was goal. a team goal from, from yeah, it's it's you know that's almost like the dream goal, isn't it? From when it goes starts from the goalkeeper, um, it's a bit like the, the Jack Wiltshire goal when I know that the, when we uh, when we when he scored against Norwich, uh, which won goal of the season um, yeah. with him as when he did that one two at the end, it was just a nice team goal. It's and unbelievable. The last was it last season or the season before uh, Mesut Ozil played unbelievable against Leicester uh, when it went you know it went the whole length for the mm-hmm. and Bamiang tapped it in. It was a, uh, it was a great team goal. And One of my favourite goals. goals. It was just a great team goal. Um, there's obviously there was other contenders. There's, there's been some some great goals in the season, but I just that one stuck in my mind because it was it started from Ramsdale and literally went the whole way up the pitch. And um, it was um, yeah, that that's my goal of the season anyway. 
That was class, wasn't it? Because it was like, it was that, was it the Ramsdale pass that nearly got intercepted and Tomiyasu just nipped it past yeah. someone from, and then Saka yeah. all the way up and... That yeah. that was some team goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, ironically, what, what, I actually don't know the answer to this. What was that Lacazette's last goal in open play? I can't, I can't remember. I, I don't, I'll have to oh, that. It feels like it might have been because <laughs> he got yeah, that one against Wolves, but yeah. that was deflected. It's worrying that there was not that many to choose from. We still can't remember. <laughs> oh, but, God, um... no! Tell me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I'm all for. Go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say that's probably another podcast in its own right, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's more out of frustration. Um, uh, but again, I'll, you know, I won't. Well, let's stick to what, what you've asked, so rather than sort of going deviating off about other players and stuff. But yeah, um, yeah, like I'll, leave, I'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's that's true. I mean, we'll get onto that. I'm sure there's probably another question that we'll all say the same. Uh, thing about so I don't really know but yeah look he had his he had his moments throughout and actually facilitated elements of the team when when others couldn't allowed us to start scoring goals even though he wasn't um, at points but again that had its limitations and actually uh, it was probably the other players being better in, in, in reality but we can talk about that in a bit more detail Connor what, what would you uh, what was your goal of the season yeah for me and I'm not as too sure as to why. Maybe I'll be able to sort of find out on the podcast. Is it was Martinelli's goal against Watford with the 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 Lacazette set or the or the Lacazette? I like to like to say. And <laughs> for me, that also exemplified that kind of team goal spirit. That um, okay, coming through to me is not not my shot. Let me give it to you. And then Martinelli rifled it top left corner, and I thought it was a great performance throughout the day. And um, I think that. The fact that also Ben Foster was rooted to the spot was was even better. Um, yeah. When the keeper doesn't move, it's that good. And I think that day was just a, was a good, awesome performance. And I liked the work rate from Lacazette, and I liked uh, Martinez strike into into that top left corner as well. So I think that would be my goal of the season. Oh, you, you remember who got the real assist in that? <laughs> Mikel Arteta. Mikel Arteta. That's it. Threw... How could I forget? Yeah, How yeah, could yeah. I forget? I think. Absolutely, yeah. I, I can't remember what quite happened, but I think he he picked it up and ball came to him, and he like chucked yeah, it. Throw in quick, yeah, throw in taken quickly. Okay, from Arteta. And I do feel like there were so many moments like this where you thought this wouldn't happen to the old Arsenal. Like this is so like this is something. This is new energy. This is something that's um, you know brewing. And I think my my goal of the season, leading on from that and that feeling, was was the Granite Xhaka only goal of the season against Man United. I mean the rifle into the bottom or slash middle right of the goal. And I um, I was in a pub and I was I was certainly drunk enough to enjoy it. Um, and it was in the balance. I think United really were on a streak where they probably could have scored a couple of times. And it did look like it was just merely a waiting game before they did equalise. And, um, you know, after missing the penalty and all of that sort of stuff. So, and after that little scruffle, it could have been a penalty. Everyone was shouting and the timing, just for me. And the fact that he lashes it in the into the corner of the net was just, was just really special. And I think really probably, again, highlighted that there's just been so many good points this season. And I'm glad that there's a lot we can point to. And it's not just a bit of a... Mm. Whilst it's been disappointing, there has been some some really special moments. So um, all, 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 all very good goals. I don't know if we have a have a favourite between those three, but it sounds like um, that's probably... <laughs> we've probably all got our favourites there that we've all thought about. So... Um, 
Connor, why don't we go for you for this one? Slightly more down on note, but hopefully quite funny. What was your what was your blunder of the season? Yeah, um, well, I sort of took it as more of a, a serious note um, in the sense I, I put Rob Holdings two yellow cards against Spurs uh. as the blunder. Um, I thought that was just not ideal and very un-Rob Holding in a way. I thought he's not usually um, prone to those kinds of mistakes, but then mm. Scott just got under his skin and he unfortunately contributed to what was a, a tough day to be an Arsenal fan. And so for me, I think that was one of the moments that stuck out throughout the whole season for me was that you know, that that was tough to to come back from and and a, and a blunder in in that sense. Do you do you blame um, Rob? Hol- do you reckon you blame Rob Holding more than you do Arteta, or Arteta you do more than Holding? Because it did seem like it was a tactic, but obviously not 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 carried out very well. Yeah, it's a good question, and I think it would be it would be harsh to choose one or the other. Um, I think it would. It could be maybe a sixty forty or forty sixty split between the two. I would say Rob Holding is a, maybe slightly more to blame than Arteta. Yeah. I think when you give a tactic, it's up to the player in that sense to express it mm-hmm. within the framework of the game. Uh, if it's if you're trying to express that tactic and you're on a yellow card and you're still trying to do that kind of attack, aggressive pressing or getting up the getting up uh, the backside of someone, then maybe that's something you have to judge for yourself as a player. Um, or maybe communicate towards a tether to say that, listen, this isn't working. So for me, I would say there is a two-way blame in there, but I would say Rob Holding slightly more. Yeah, I, I was just curious what you thought, because there was clearly like an instruction there, but obviously I think when you don't necessarily have the quality, that's the kind of thing that ends up happening and you end up being 3-0 by uh, Tottenham Hotspur and a referee. So uh, yeah, very difficult. But um, what about you, Jamie? Yeah, do you know what? I know it's boring, but it was the same thing. I I, I think it had. I yeah. thought it had a that that was the that was the game that killed us because um, mm. even though it's still in our hands, I I just it was it was if you would have thought if you like Connor just said if you would have thought picked two players to do that kind of tactic with, they would be the last players you would pick. You wouldn't pick Rob Holding, who's not the most mobile of centre halves, against a very quick centre forward who's who's very mobile. To play like yeah. that, and it's very like Connor says, it's very un, un- Rob Holding like, and I couldn't understand it. And I knew you could tell within the first probably five or six minutes that you, you could see what he was trying to do, and it, but it didn't make sense because he, he never plays like that. He's very calm normally, and 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 you know he, he's done well for us when he stepped in. To be fair to him, but I just I just thought this is going to end badly. And, and and one thing I said before when you you know we were talking about as we always do before the mm. North London dive said to all, all my mates, I said, I just don't want us to be stupid today. I just want us to be sensible. And if we lose to Spurs, because they're the better team and they play us off the park, you throw your hands up and go, do you know what? It's the worst fixture for us to that happen. But you go, okay, that's football. But we, we, we didn't even, it was what, 26 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. That's, that's it. Game's done. And, and in the magnitude of what was going on with everything, I think that it has to come down to the player to not deal with the pressure in the right way. Regardless of you know, regardless of whether he's been instructed or that's that's what tactically has been discussed. I, I don't. If it was tactical, I don't understand why that would even be discussed in tactical because it was the wrong person to do it with. Because we all know Song's very quick. He's clever. He you know he's he's very theatrical, but he's still a great player. But ultimately, you you you've got to pay to your strengths. Let him have the if he's on the halfway line, let him have the ball on the halfway line. You know, if he mm. turns around and beats the whole defense and he scores, you, you you know you take your half and clap your hands. 
you know, it's a great goal, but the likelihood is very unlikely. So it, it just, it, it really, it really, I think it really knocked the stuffing out of us because, yeah. because of the difference, because the media were hyping up. Everyone was talking about it. Everyone was going, Arsenal have got fourth. Do you think, you know, they, you know, when they used to ask pundits on Monday night football or Sunday afternoon, uh, ask, yes, yeah, Arsenal's to lose, Arsenal will get there. And it just and players watch the watch the games whether they say they do or don't. They definitely watch the games, especially when we're yeah. trying to get four. I think the pressure got too much, and mm-hmm. that's where we come unstuck with our with with our inexperience and uh, and not having enough depth and enough experience in our squad to manage the game properly. And again, I think that if you think about when when we had a when we had the Invincibles era. We had so much experience that yes, we got so many red cards, and, and but we could manage games properly, and we 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 did it in the right way. Where sometimes, obviously, we crossed the line, but ultimately, we, we it was all about getting the right result and knowing what's at stake. Mm. And I think the occasion, if I'm honest with you, got to the players, and because they didn't have the experience, mm-hmm. they, they managed the game poorly, and that's what that you know the referee didn't help, you know, but we made it easy for him. You know, he, he you could see he was. He, we 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 didn't have the ref that game, and you could see that he was he was gagging to to get someone sent off. And Rob Holding made it easy for him. Yeah, and, and that's the game done. That's it. That was our, and that's where I think we lost it. To be honest with you, I don't think the games after that contributed to it. I think that was that was the game that <laughs> mentally, most mentally, because then it was one point and the Newcastle game. But yeah. It's not again. Well, I'm going off piece because it's. I'm so passionate about it. But yeah, um, of course. That, that was the blunder of the season. Uh-huh. Same with. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think that was our final. Right, I'd be curious to know what you um because I've got a few ideas, and I think I've spoken about it in previous podcast. But I, I, you know, everyone seems to have a slightly different opinion. You know what? What would you have done in that game if you, if you were Mikel Arteta? Because it seems like he he did. You know, for all that he's done then great in the season, he, he did feel like he got quite a lot wrong in that game. I just wonder what, what you guys might think. So what do you think, Jamie? I, th- I think with a derby game, it doesn't matter how bad or how good we've been previous games. When with derby games, you know, we if you think about over the years, how many games we've won when we thought, oh, we're going to lose today and, and, and when we were far better and, and, we, and, we, and we've lost. I think you've got to play the yeah. occasion. And take treat it as any other game. Even though I know it's a North London derby, and it's easy to say that, but we can't. It's almost like you know what's going to happen. You know the crowd are going to be up. You know the crowd are going to be. The, you know it's going to be a great atmosphere. They're going to be trying to get every decision. The players are going to. You know it's going to be like watching Italian football back in the nineties, where all the diving and all the niggles and stuff. They're going to try and wind you up because they're trying to get a reaction with Jack mm. or people they know have got short tempers as such. And I just think that we we have got to manage those games. And 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 just stick to what we do best, and that is by playing the football, win your individual battles, and the, our quality. If you look at the form going into that game and look at us as two teams, I genuinely believe we, I, I genuinely believe we should have won the game. We were in the best position. Mm. We had the confidence. We we knew what was at stake. If we'd have won that game, we'd have been uh, seven points clear of them, uh, and that would have put huge pressure back on them. Where. Even, and we, because I thought that they had a the ridiculously easy running. They got Norwich last game in the season, yep. and you know it's like so you've got you win that that that's almost the fourth guarantee because we've got Everton. I always I think you know, we're was. never going to it... mm. say again. Sorry, I think the internet went a bit there, but I, I think it was. Um, 
it, 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 it was. If, if they'd have won that, it would have definitely been it. So that was it was like a final, wasn't it? And we just blundered. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Sorry, I think the internet went a bit there. <laughs> but um anyway. Yeah, it's all good. So, so what was um well oh, oh I haven't done mine, have I? That's a good point. Um I'm gonna go a little bit more comedic because we got away with it. Um but do you remember Cedric's handball against uh Man United that wasn't given? You know, he was like falling over and then like he sort of just stopped it with his hand when he was on the floor. I don't know if you remember it, but he just blocked it. It was possibly like the stupidest thing mm-hmm. I've ever seen anyone do. And how on earth we didn't get a penalty against us there was pretty hilarious. But um, yeah, I thought that was really funny. Um, okay, Connor, who's, your, who's your signing of the season? Yeah, so for me, the two immediate names that came to mind were Tommy Yasu and Erdegaard. And... I immediately um, thought about them because Tommy Asu revolutionized the back four and it's exactly what Arteta wanted and gave us a different dimension to the play, especially with Tierney bombing down the left wing or left back. And then I picked Odegaard in that sense as well because I looked at him and it's exactly an Arteta type of player, not only his skill in working in tight spaces, but also his pressing. And then in the end, I went for Odegaard because of his role as a captain mm. as well. So he stepped in, he's come in, and he's fully settled on it on in the Arsenal team and now has taken on this leadership role and potentially permanently. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I know he's a favourite of yours, Toby, so I'll be interested to see to hear um, Jamie's thoughts on the captaincy at some point as well. And I think it was Erdogan for me just because of his leadership as well as his, his style of play, working for the team, pressing, and his willingness to, to connect with the players as well. Mm-hmm. So not um, just with the obvious things on the pitch, like with Saka and with Smith-Rowe, but I remember a story from Tomiyasu saying that I think Tomiyasu's first game and Odegaard was, was playing as well. And he said, listen, Tommy, don't worry, just enjoy it. And that helped him out. So I think his willingness to connect with the players on the pitch as well as off the pitch, both physically, spiritually and emotionally um, as well, I think factored in him to my signing of the season because he wasn't just a signing as a player, but also as a person. Uh, I do agree, but I uh, also slightly uh, am frustrated with you because you picked two people and that leaves us with uh, Sambi, uh, Nuno, and uh, <laughs> I can't remember who else off the top of my head now, but you've taken my one. So, yeah, so I went with Odegaard yes, in the end, yes. um, okay. so I can leave Tommy Asu. Okay, open. and obviously you've got Ramsdale as well to see who goes to that, but um, what, what, what about you, Jamie? Um <laughs> Uh, it's it's a, it's a difficult one because I think there's there's um, there's an argument for a couple of players for a number of, uh, for a few mm. players. I think Odegaard, um, I, I thought has has come on leaps and bounds um, once he was obviously confirmed permanent. Um, bearing in mind, obviously he came on loan, and I think that you know it's very hard when you come on loan because you don't know where you're going to be the next season. But I think he's grown into the team. He's he's clearly well respected. Arteta really likes him. If I have one criticism, it would be I'd like to see him take the more critical games, if you want to call it that, by the scruff of the neck, and be more mm. lead by example. Uh, that's not his style. He's not. He's not. He's not a uh, you know a Tony Adams type of leading from the front. But he's he's clearly he's clearly come on and made a positive influence in our dressing room, which I think we haven't had for a while. So again, I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing him next season surrounded by hopefully better players, because um, I think he'll thrive because he's crying out for. You know, you can just see he's he, he's he's a bit like any kind of top top quality playmaker where he's looking for runners in behind. He's looking for people that have got good movement, and you could see when 
when Saka plays well and, and and Eddie plays well, when there's more movement, when Lacazette sort of came out of the team, you could see the difference it made because it makes his life a lot easier. Um, Ramsdale, I thought, has been a revelation. I think he's made a few mistakes, but I think that's down to purely his inexperience. Um, and I think that he's improved our defence from a, a set-piece point of view massively alongside our, our set-piece set piece coach, which got a lot of press when we hadn't conceded a goal until sort of three, four games towards the end of the season from a corner. Um, but if I'm honest with you, I, the reason why I say my, my son of the season is Ben White is purely because, the bearing in mind his price tag, I think that he's come, mm. and, come to the team. If, if, you, if you had to say when he made a mistake, you, 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 you'd have to really search to find one that sticks out. Not once in the media have I really seen anyone talk about his price tag, which is always the, the go-to in the media when someone is paid a big money mm-hmm. for a signing, regardless of the club, especially at a big club like ours or a top four club like ours, if you like. Mm. Um, I think he's been uh, exceptional. And also bear in mind, at the, certainly at the start of the season, um, he's coming from a club from Brighton to a massive, massive business, a massive club. He's playing against alongside Gabriel, who doesn't speak English at the time, probably does a little bit better now. So again, communication is at a minimum and they still played, they, their partnership grew. Um, so, and I love Tom Yasu as well, just to, just to note, just to go on what Connor was saying. I think he's brought another dimension. He's brought a huge amount of energy that we've missed since Bellerin was up and down before his knee injury. Um, so I, yeah. I, I, but I think Mike, purely because he's been very consistent, and I, I struggle to think about the games where he's really let us down or he's made a massive mistake that everyone talked about or cost us X amount of points. And I know that's easy because Odegaard's a midfielder and Ben White's a centre-half, but I would give Ben White my signing of the season purely because I think he's the centre-half we've been looking for for a while where he, I just I just worry that he doesn't become injury-prone. I hope that his hamstring, hence why he pulled out of England the other day, I hope he just has a real recovery because, you know, hamstrings are like, just look at Michael Owen. You never recover if you, if you damage it and come back too early. So hopefully he gets a good summer's rest and comes back pre-season. And um, we've got Saliba coming back as well. So that's my signing of the season. Nice. Yeah, I think I think he's been overlooked. And I think when you do walk in with that kind of price tag, everybody looks, everybody's laughing to Twitter spheres, having their field days and things like that. But um yeah, it's it's. I think he he has been class, and I think you really notice it when uh, someone like that hasn't actually, um, you know, when there isn't they're not on the team or they're not a hundred percent. Just how much that dismantles the team. So, um, yeah, and I think actually that uh, talks about uh, you. You took another one of mine actually in uh, the hurt set piece coach, who I thought could actually be Nicholas Hover, and he could be one of the signings of the season. But I do think that realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, in in my opinion, now that you've both said Ben White and, and Erdegaard, uh, I, I I'd say Tomiyasu, and I think you know I think you can measure a player by when you take them out, what happens to the team. And as soon as Tomiyasu went out, um, it was a completely different balance. Um, I think we had to start moving the team around a little bit. We had to start, um, you know, starting having to like sort of take elements out of the team that we didn't want to, and start moving people around. And there was all these sort of compensatory actions we did that. You know, we don't have to do with other players for like for like. So um, we'll skip ahead. Um, let's do a quick fire. Most Arsenal thing of the season. Uh, Connor, let's go for you. Yeah, I think 
for me the being an Arsenal fan involves a roller coaster of emotions. So for me, it's going to go to losing the first three games of the season and looking absolutely dire, and then picking up speed and getting all the way to the point where Champions League is in our hands and then still missing out. So for me, I think that's been the most Arsenal thing of the season is to have that start, go all the way, make us believe, and then just completely lose out on it. So I think given the emotions and given how much, uh, like the highest highs and the lowest lows of this season, I think it's just typically Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's depressing, but it's true. Uh, what about you? Quick fire one from you, Jamie. Yeah, it, literally that. Yeah. It, 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 typical Arsenal going to <laughs> uh, top four on the line, cup final, get a player sent off. It's just Arsenal. It, it's been like that for a few years, yeah. hasn't it? And, and, you know, he's eradicated a lot of the problems by getting rid of a lot of the players that had that kind of mentality, but we're still a work in progress. But yeah, that, that was just it's typical Arsenal, just in a position where it's in our hands, go play against our biggest rivals and we get a player sent off. It's like when Jack yeah. got sent off and he lost his head. He just, yeah, but that's the, that's the quick far answer. I don't think there's any other answer, to be honest. But Yeah, fair. Um, well, I, I went for uh, the most Arsenal thing of the season is to get a, a perfect Thomas Party replacement and a, a, a Tierney replacement last summer in Laconga and Tavares and not to use them when those two players are out and play Granite Xhaka at left back and El Nelly in the middle. So good work, guys. I think that was a big blunder in the season, but uh, we'll, we'll move on. I thought that was quite funny. Um, <laughs> we'll move on to most disappointing player of the season. So, um, Jamie, do you want to take us there? Yeah, I, I would have said Aubameyang, but he, he didn't do the full season. Uh, so I, my most disappointing was uh, was uh, is is Lacazette. Um, I, I, I think you know you could make a case for Torres, but I think that's incredibly harsh. He's a, clearly a young player who's got a lot of potential, and he's still learning. You know, he's he's learning his role, and he's learning what it's like to be at a big club. And I think he's got a lot of potential, and he's got time on his side. But Lacazette's a proven a proven Premier League player who's played at our club for a long time. He's been captain. Um, I, it was just. When when Aubameyang left, and, and you could see that was happening, you could see that coming a mile for months and months when he was left out when he for the second time, you, you just thought this is his great chance to step up. And also, me being me, I think I think of sort of a bit more, a bit more technical things like he's out of contract in the summer. So whether he wants to stay or go, that that he's adding money to his price tag or his contract signing on fee if he plays really well because he could bang 15, 20 goals in or whatever it may be and he doesn't stay but you know it's more from if he wants to be selfish doesn't sign a contract so I'll just you know we touched on it earlier about the goals, goals from open play when he scored the goal against uh, Southampton but it was it was so disappointing because and especially after January and we had we didn't buy we didn't sign a striker you know he's you just think you've got to step up and 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 the, and the experienced players will drag the youngsters through and and he didn't do that, and and it was just disappointing, um, to be honest with you. Yeah, I um, I I, I felt very similarly. Uh, so actually, I I thought it's fair to say Aubameyang as well. You know, I think that kind of plays into it, right? I think at the beginning of the season, we all said if we're going to have to have a good season, Aubameyang is going to have to be on red hot form, and he wasn't. And we still had an okay season, a very disappointing one at the end, but. Just didn't fit in the team. We weren't scoring goals when he was there. He wasn't scoring goals. The team wasn't scoring goals. As soon as he left, Lacazette did open up things for us. And um, but ultimately, it was a very disappointing player himself. Um, you know, I think we we did need him to be a good Alex Lacazette towards the end of the season, and, and he wasn't. So 
Um, I'm going to jump in and just say that Aubameyang was mine as soon as you mentioned it. And just in case Connor was going to say that. Um, so Connor, who was your disappointment in the season? I think, yeah, I think, yeah, they're both really good candidates. And for me, it was, it was Pepe. Um, I thought having had the seasons he's had in the Premier League and with the opportunities that he's had to grab his opportunity to be in, in the team and to get stuck in, he just hasn't. Um, and he's trained really well, as far as I'm aware, according to Arteta and and how he's pushed the rest of his teammates. But And he did have a little bit less game time than I think he would have wanted. But I think there were opportunities for him to grab. And I think he's got so much talent and he can be such a force in this league and in this team. And he just hasn't quite turned up, especially when he got into form in the African Cup of Nations, really, really played seriously well. And he got us some important goals. And um, which are of course worth mentioning, but for me, there was always I was always left wanting more. I was always left wanting to see the real Pepe. I don't know if I've seen the real Pepe in an Arsenal shirt just yet, the one that we bought for seventy-seven million. And it's not fair to hold him to that price tag, but it it is what we bought him for. And I think that he hasn't quite um, got stuck in and settled into the Arsenal team as much as I would have liked him to, and I would have loved him to get stuck into as well mm. so for me it'll it'll be perfect yeah that's fair enough i don't think we've really mentioned that enough but i think you're right i think again with the beginning of the season we said well you know or even in the middle of the season we said that we'd need a good pepe to step up and score some goals because he's got them in him he's just not quite in this uh in this team and um or really set up for a system and i'm really curious to see where he'd go or how much we can get for him um so yeah, certainly. A, do you remember? Actually, it's so funny to think that we named Lacazette, Aubameyang, and Pepe as our most disappointing players of the season. All three of whom were our absolute dream up front three when they signed back in the day. When we signed Aubameyang, we signed Pepe. Sorry, we re-signed Aubameyang to that extended contract the same summer as we got Pepe in. We thought, do you know what, Lacazette, Pepe, Aubameyang, this is going to be it. And here they are, a couple of seasons later bit of Deadwood and um you know I think they, they did just have a very disappointing season so um I'm looking at the Vicar time I'm going to skip through a couple um we'll do a quick fire worst VAR decision of the season uh Jamie who was your worst what was your VAR of the season that was terrible I, I, to be honest with you I I, I I'm probably because I'm an old man I, there wasn't anything that that stuck out in my mind um but I, this is when I when you sent me this I, I sort of um, I, I ran out of time when I was, was sort of going through because I wanted to, you know, rather than just trying to wing it, I actually wanted to, you know, have a think about it. And I, I struggled because, I, you know, I thought the VARs, um, I thought the penalty against Spurs for Suarez was, was incredibly harsh. Uh, you know, I, yeah. I just think that in the magnitude of the game, you see that every single, you see, you see uh, a VAR, I, I, just very quickly, like, we saw it on the weekend with Huddersfield Forest. Like you, you're never going to see a more blatant penalty when the guy got tripped in the box with VR. Two. They said they, yeah, I know the second one as well. But the, it's like, uh, you know, mad. We could we could do about five podcasts on VAR um, for and against us. We you know we got lucky <laughs> some VRs. We got we some we didn't. But yeah, I would say probably the one that sits in my mind is is the Suarez one. Um, I just thought I was just literally like most Arsenal fans, not because it's Spurs, but I just was like, if you give that, you're giving 10 penalties a game in each game in every single Premier League match. I agree. And I think we probably could have had a penalty ourselves in that situation just because of everything that happens in the box. But um, yeah, terrible decision. I'm going to, I actually went for Tommy Asu, uh, Everton stamp. 
can't actually remember who stamped him in the end, but he stamped on his face oh, yeah. and somehow got away with not even a free kick. And I think that was really important. I think also this Richarlison should have got sent off in the same game. And, you know, we didn't really complain about it because actually Everton were much better on the day and we were awful. But, um, yeah, very, very disappointing because it's so important, right? It happens in a game. So, you know, when we're Eddie Hedier away and it, those are the games I look back on and think that's where we lost it in the season. Not Newcastle, not Spurs, even though they were hugely vital. There were a lot of issues we had in those games, whereas Everton, we should have been firing all cinders. It was it was. United away, do you think? It was Brighton at home. It was these these kind of games. So, um, Connor, what about you? Yeah, so for me, I think it's going to be that um, decision not to give the penalty against Edison at that Man City game oh. on New Year's Day. I think that Odegaard got there to the ball before Edison and Edison swiped his legs. And I don't know how that mm. wasn't given or the ref didn't even go over to check, which I think they then had a later claim, which then also got checked, which is very similar to what we had. Yeah. Uh, so the fact that it wasn't checked or just even looked at by the referee, I thought was scandalous. Yeah, it was a joke. Absolute joke. Um, and I think even in that game, the Gabriel sending off, I thought could have managed a lot better, but it's not VAR and we've had conversations about that. So that makes me very sad. But that did feel like a big, important moment in the season. I thought we played unbelievably well. The moment that Saka, Saka's goal went in was was, was just amazing. So, um We'll we'll move on. Uh, what should we do? Let's do most improved player next. Who do you think's come on the most? Uh, Connor, we'll go back to you. Yeah. So my one, I'll be interested to hear your opinions on this because it might be slightly controversial. But this dude is always surrounded by controversy. So mine's going to go to Granite Chaka. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when he got that his first and his whole Arsenal career Player of the Month award, and mm. I can't remember which month. I think that was when I sort of firmly saw in like physically and on paper that he has improved mm. in the sense that was his first play of the month despite being at Arsenal for so long having signed a new contract under Emery as well and then it culminated in that celebration with the fans as well after his Man United absolute screamer where he slid into the fans and uh, put his heart you know his hands up in a heart shape and I think that was fantastic to see so most improved in terms of his ability on on the pitch I think he's been Solid or more so than usual. He has still cost us at some point, but uh, I think he's he's been relatively reliable, which has been a good change. And then culminating in that Play of the Month award, and then also improvement in his terms of his relationship with the fan. And I think his interview that he did with the Athletic was was a good move. I think it was important mm-hmm. to get that out and to get that sort of relationship. So I think both on and off the pitch, in terms of improvement, I think goes to Granite Chaka for me. Yeah. Uh, actually, fair enough. I thought he was class. Um, I, I think mainly because he had a lot big job to do and he was being played in the right position, which he hasn't been a lot of his career. And um, whilst he has had his moments and uh, there will be a time where we're ready to move on from a granite jack in midfield. And I think that might be sooner rather than later. Uh, I thought he handled everything extremely well. And the only time we seemed to suffer as a team with him in it was um, when he got put to left back uh, when I think Tavares should have been. So um, what about you, Jamie? Um yeah, it was a toss-up between uh, you know I, everything that Connor said about Granite Jacker. I'm, I'm I'm not his biggest fan, if I'm honest with you, but I think he's he has definitely improved in a lot of areas uh, of, of of his game and his and his sort of whole demeanour towards certainly obviously us the fans. Um, mm. I think he became more consistent this season. He played more good games than bad, um, but I I would say the most. I know it sounds weird saying most improved. It's like you know. Um, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? But 
I, I was torn between um, Thomas Party and 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 El Nini because I I think that Party for me he came with such high expectations and we've, we 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 still haven't seen the best of him but he just he just it was just we just I was just crying out for him to get a run of games not injuries and just play consistently every game you know a good 15 20 games and yeah. when when he played well and, and and you could see his fitness was better the the, the difference was 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 massive you could see that uh, and and he he He's got something that no other Arsenal player, I believe, offers in terms of the way that he plays and, and his sort of his physicality and his makeup, and he and he's also very good on the ball for someone who's classed as a sort of a someone who breaks up the play or who, who sort of you know wins the ball and gives it away to 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 our our, our fast wingers or whatever. Um, and on any, I think every time he's come in, um, he was always a bit part player, but I think he improved and he never really lets us down. I think he's. Um, I think he's got better and, and he's filled. He's not got a set position and he always seems to come in when we've, rather than being a starting eleven, he, he sort of comes in when there's an injury or suspension. And I think he's he does a multiple amount of roles. But I just I just think that he, he's improved as a player and I think it's a good thing that he gets his contract and that he signed the extension because I think he's the kind of players that, that you want at the club who, who, are, who, are, who are buzzing to be here, who... They know they aren't the most technical, but he just gives everything, and I, and I like players like that. I, I don't; it doesn't have to be spectacular all the time. I just like I, I know that he's he, he does his job. He he clearly he's trusted by Arteta, and and he comes on and he and he and he's quite quite safe. Um, so if if Smith Rowe had been fit for longer and played longer, I would have probably given it Smith Rowe. Yeah. But injuries again, it's just. It makes such a difference to a player's season and and our view of them as a whole as a fan, you know. But I would say those are my two. Nice. I think that 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 makes a lot of sense. I think El Nenny is a really good shout. I think it proves that, that these are the kind of players that you do forget about and you have judgments on because you, whilst you know, you you tend to focus on their limitations because of their status in the squad rather than what they could do, and you kind of forget that players can be coached. Um, you kind of forget that our version of a player and what we see of them actually could very well change based on what they're doing on the training ground. The fact you haven't seen them in a long time, the fact they might have been playing in a slightly different position, the fact they might have been asked to do something very specific. And um, whilst I think the the uh, uh, the only player that I don't believe that about is uh, Cedric, um, <laughs> the uh, someone like Evan, yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, sorry, my vendetta against Cedric should stop really. But um, they, uh, yeah, I, I, I do think that El Nenny certainly had a player to play there, and uh, my, my most improved player, yeah, again, Party and El, uh, Emil Smith Rowe were, were, were absolutely up there as near the top of my list. I think Party's come on leaps and bounds. I think Emil Smith Rowe really had a coming of age year, but a bit more for me actually, more than both of those, I think was Martinelli. I think um, he really became, I think, a man. He, he, he looks stronger, he looks taller, he looks faster. I think he has a bit of finishing left to be. A top class player, like top top class player, and I think the way he can beat a man, some of the, the way he can beat a play. We look back at that Man City game. Some of the things he can make happen on a pitch, and the way that it actually gives us access down those channels. Ramsdale pinging it out, stretching the pitch. You can see players defend differently when we have Martinelli on the pitch. Whether he ends up providing an assist or scoring a goal, tailed off it towards the end of the season. But players, 
you know, having players on the pitch makes teams think differently. And I think that's that's something that Martinelli does and something that I think people are starting to get really scared of. And I think he had a really good coming of age season. Um, let's do, we'll do three more then. So, Connor, you put this one down. I was quite keen to hear what you wanted to say here, but I've got one as well. What was um, your off-field moment of the season? Yeah, so I think the inspiration behind it was that within the season there are moments that are noteworthy that are memorable that are important that happen outside of the Emirates Stadium that happen outside of any stadium and for me I really really liked the no more red campaign mm. run by Arsenal uh, with the all-white kit to to fight or sort of inspire the fight uh, continued fight against knife crime in London and I thought that even though the kit was on the pitch uh, I thought that was a fantastic initiative and really helped unite um the london fan base and, and arsenal in that sense with the community even though they do fantastic community work as well but i thought it was a great initiative launched by the club to get into that and i think it ties in really nicely with the with our sort of new anthem of the arsenal club like north london forever and it's a horrible uh, facet of north london that there is this level of, of knife crime but i think Arsenal stepping into that and saying that we're with you and we understand you and we hear you was a fantastic step. And for me, that wins my my off-field moment of the season. I like it. That's a really nice way to think about things. And I've actually got a couple now that you've said that. And uh, I'll, let, I'll let Jamie go first. I don't know if you have one, Jamie. Honestly, that, that that was the only thing I thought of was was that I remember the white kit. I thought it's lovely, and then the message. I know I'm, mm. I don't want to repeat what Connor said, but I just want to emphasise it. Really, it, it's. Arsenal's always done a fantastic job. I, even when I was a junior gunner and, and there was always that community spirit. You could see, you know, they do a lot of stuff that's not really in the press behind the scenes for a variety of things, for not just for charity, but for things like the knife crime for, for the community as a whole. Um, you know, we've always been a fantastic club for things like that. Um, and it should mm-hmm. get more press with you. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was, it, it, it's such a, a prominent, uh, issue and problem in, in in North London, and I think with all the things going on in the world, I think it's it's very easy for for people to expect a big business stroke club like Arsenal to to, to sort of naturally or automatically do things like this. But I thought it was an incredibly yeah. strong message, uh, and I, I think you, you can never you can never emphasise it enough. It, it, it will always, I think, sadly, always be an issue. Um, but I think that we can only do positives with messages like that and bearing in mind how global Arsenal is, I think it sends a fantastic message across the world to say that, you know, we are a North London club, but ultimately, you know, they actually care and and, and they want to help people in difficult situations and, and, and the most horrible things and, and try and get some positive out of it. And, and I think it's, it's really a, a massive thing for the club to do. And I think it's, and long may it continue. I agree. I agree. And they, they do do that. And that was obviously a really poignant moment. I think it was really well done and it was really classy as it always is really. And, um, you know, I yeah. guess extension of that was the, the other things they did in community. I mean, there was the, the series that they've had at the chip shop, you know, the Ramsdale, your chips are, um, the barber for a <laughs> and the There was one more recently, which I forget now, which is kind of really irritate me. Granite Shaka. And I think went to, um, a local school i think there was several things and like these are all helping local businesses do local things and um by having these kinds of promotions within the club for free 
um, is absolutely no skin off their back. And I think, you know, the fact that they do go to the effort and the players get involved, I think is, is hugely impactful. And I think it actually really emphasises the, the, the level of connection I think we've had on the pitch and off the pitch this season. So that's, we brought everything together. And I think that's probably been my most favourite thing of this season is the connection between the fans and players, which is better than I've ever seen it. Better than when we've had, um, you know, personally, I, I, I you know, my memory of Arsenal really, whilst it spans back way before, you know, into the early years of Highbury, you know, from the probably my earliest memories around 2001, two, um, my, uh, you know, my first match going experience really uh, was towards the Emirates era. So, um, and, and I certainly don't remember anywhere near as good as atmosphere as I have this season. We've had better teams. So, um, yeah, I think that all builds up to it. And, and you know, that's something that we can really be happy about. Um, so, yeah, and what about um, and obviously North London forever? I think you mentioned that, Connor, didn't you? I mean, that was just a, what what a moment that was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, your let's go for your moment of the season, guys. Who wants to go first? After yeah, Jamie, <laughs> what do you say? Do you say me? Yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, after you. I shouldn't have offered. I think I should have just said, Jamie, you go first, mate. Go on. What, what have we got? <laughs> That's right. My one's a bit of a weird one um, because it was a defeat. But I, I genuinely, the first, the, the the first half certainly, and the beginning of the second for the Man City defeat at, at the Emirates. That, mm. that 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 the way we played, the crowd, the atmosphere. It was it was literally everyone. You could just you, you could feel it through the TV. Like it was just. Almost like the old days where it was so good, and we were playing against a team that everyone thought we were going to get battered. It's the Great Man City, blah blah blah, and we absolutely were so unlucky. If if we'd have got a, if we would have gone in, um, got another goal, I, I just think it would have completely changed our season. Again, it's easy; it's all hypothetical, right? You know, we might have, but again, going back to the the most Arsenal, thing, we probably would have if we'd have beat Man City, we'd have lost the next two or three games, but. Um, but it was just <laughs> moment, that feeling where you just thought you could see everything was at the play. And Man City didn't know what hit them. You could see they were literally like, what is going on? Because they thought they were going to turn up Rolls-Royce, three points easy, you know, pay 80%. And even though it's the Arsenal, it's it's going to be quite a straightforward afternoon. And it was just completely opposite. And, and it, it was great. Um, so that, that would be the one for me. Yeah, if it wasn't for Martinelli hitting the bar, if you know, to make it 2-0 just before they get a penalty or, you know, Gabriel then gets sent off and the last minute, all that sort of stuff, like that was the moment I thought, wow, this team can play. This is a serious club and this is a serious team. I don't think it's a serious squad yet. And hopefully we we figure out that um that this this summer transfer window. But I I, I wholeheartedly believe that we have a top four team. Our first 12, first 13 are a top four team. The rest of it, I, I actually think, are probably towards the, the the bottom end of the top half of the table. That's the issue. And I think that's where our disparity is. And we have a couple of injuries and that's the story of our season. And, um, you know, it didn't take many injuries for us to be derailed, which is something, again, I hope we, we, we do address. Um, but moment of the season, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm glad you picked that. My, my other one, in which is my moment of the season was um, was Wolves the last minute goal I thought we thought we needed that win I think people like people were questioning us and thinking are we going to be able to do that we got rid of a Bamiang and for me personally I was at work mm-hmm. 
And um, I looked at the ticket exchange relatively last minute. I was about to go home and there was, you know, I was like, am I, I'm either going to sit and watch it on my TV or I've got this spare ticket about three, four rows back from the front. Um, so right on the pitch, and I'd not really sat there too many times before. So I went along and the atmosphere was electric. Went one nil down, um, uh, two one down, actually. God, was it three, two or two one? I'm going crazy now, aren't I? I think it was one. Two one. No, it was two one. And um, yeah, we, yeah, that was it. And, um, you know, going one nil down and then they had a couple of chances we scored. And then, you know, that last minute goal from, we'll, we'll give it to Lacazette. Sure. Why not? Uh, it was, was yeah. uh, think, you know, in the Peter Drury commentary, when you go home, you listen to it and like, it's a, you know, it felt like that was a proper, proper night of football with a, with a solid last minute winner. And everybody was singing like they were throughout the whole season, really, but through the corridors and the way back and out through the turnstiles again. So that, that was, that was really special. Um, and I hope for many more moments like that next season. I'm kind of looking forward to, to seeing what the Amazon documentary is going to be like for that as well. So, um, well, let's finish our roundup on uh in terms of questions anyway then we've got a slight snippet after this as well is our player of the season so i'm quite curious to see if we've all got the same one i suspect we may i'm not sure but um we'll start with you jamie what, what would you think is your player of season well, uh, i'll probably i'll probably i want to give it to i wanted to give it to someone because i i'll probably my original choice is probably what you guys are going to say but i i like to give it to ramsdale <laughs> because Purely because nice. I think that he, he he's come in from a team that's been relegated twice. He's 24. He's come in and, and, and he's made some unbelievable saves. He's won us a lot of points. Um, listen, he's going to make mistakes. He's still very young in terms for certainly for a goalkeeper. But I think that he's the kind of goalkeeper we've 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 been wanting since Jens Lehmann. I think that he's commanding. Yeah. I think you, you know you can see he's incredibly vocal. His distribution is excellent, and he'll only get better. You know, bear in mind goalkeepers have a good you know if you're lucky, good fifteen years, no problem. So I think that he could be there for quite a long time and be really established. And I think you know he's the first peg in the spine of you know any team that wins the league. It's always been about the spine, and I think that if he, the goalkeepers, you know, we always used to say it where you know. Back in the day, where Schmeichel used to win United leagues because he would get them fifteen points a season from his saves, and it's incredibly important. And I think that he's that goalkeeper we've been looking mm-hmm. for. And I, I, uh, I, I'd like to give him the player of the season. Odegaard's been great, and there's you know Saka again. You know, I love, I love him. He's brilliant. But I just, I just wanted to give it to Ramsdale because he's coming. He's his first season as well, and I, and he's a goalkeeper. And goalkeepers never really, you know, they. They get the headlines, but they never really win player this season. It's always an outfall player. So, just wanted to be give give the goalkeepers a bit of a bit of love. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. that's, that's well said. And I think um, you, you're very right to highlight his age there because you know my question would be where was Edison, where was Allison, where were this age? And and, and the answer is nowhere really. So, um, and and whilst I'm not saying that's who he's going to become or anything like it, I just think it's really important to highlight just how young young he is. And just how good he is, um, and you know, particularly the first half, or you know, firstly, you know, up until February or something, I think he was he was probably one of the best keepers in the league. I think he had a bit of a dip afterwards, which was expected. But but really, if you look back, 
no real mistakes, like a couple of mistakes or positional mistakes. Liverpool sticks out in memory. Um, but but actually, it, he won us significantly more points than he did um, do anything other than that. So I thought, I thought it was class. And actually, if shout out to just how much he, he improved the fan connection, the relationship with the fans, the comedy, the dressing room, what it sounds like as well. So, um, so absolutely. And um, so... Go on then, Connor. Who who's yours? Yeah, so mine. I'm going to give it to to Ben White. Um, and for me, a lot of that is to do with this price tag that we've mentioned early on in our conversation here. That you come into a club, and then, as Jamie said, it's not just any club. It's it's the Arsenal, big big club throughout the world, and you're paying. I think it was fifty four million or something, fifty million, and you're coming in, and you've gone from Brighton, and the people are questioning, you know, why are we getting you? And what's your style of play? What are you going to bring? And for me, I think with all of that piled on and then to come in, you're wearing the number four as well. And you then sat next to, as Jamie mentioned as well, next to someone who at the beginning didn't speak much English. And I think now has improved and you can still establish that relationship. You establish a relationship with Ramsdale as well. And then you connect with Tommy Yasu on your right hand side and still feel confident enough to show why you were signed by Arteta. You carry the ball forward, you play those passes. and one of the best moments is that he showed how much he fights for the cause was in that last last match against Newcastle where he was just on his knees. I remember him sliding into a challenge to block something and then it took him about five years to get up. And it was that where I was like, you know what, he cares about this club. He cares about himself and he's playing through injury. And I think that's going to be a fantastic asset in terms of determination that we're going to carry forward. And given all of that, to have the confidence to play through your price tag, which not many people have, and to to play through the doubts like Ramsdale did as well, I think that wins him my play of the season. I think um, that's completely fair enough, and I think again, um, you know, another another worthy player, another unbelievable player. We're, we're lucky to have had a few, and again, I'm, I'm going to go all the way with with Bukayo Saka. I'm going to go right down the line there as well. So, you know, unbelievable player. In fact, yeah, if I'm just going to turn around. I mean, what a player! I mean, I've got him right on the back just there. So. Didn't plan at all, but player of the season, um, and you know, definitely one of those guys that. Though I think he's a superstar, and we've got to keep hold of him. And I think the way we got to do that is by making big signings. Let's get Gabriel Jesus. Let's get T. Elements. Let's get Nabri. If I dare say, although that's absolutely not happening, no source at all has actually said that, other than the Twitter sphere. So we can all put that to bed. Um, I'm gonna. Going to finish off by doing um, some very quick fire one word answers from you guys, and then we'll finish with an Arteta analysis, which I'm quite keen to hear from. So, what we're going to do here is I'm going to say uh, four different players to you, and you're just going to give me, with no explanation, uh, a grade. So, I'm talking from F minus to, to B minus, you know, all these sorts of things up to A plus, uh, and even an A star if you really want to. Um, so I'm going to say a name. We'll say uh, I'll, I'll, we'll start with you, Jamie, and, and go to Connor, and then to me every time. So Nuno Tavares, Jamie. E. E. <laughs> Connor. Nuno Tavares. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go C. I'm going to go C minus. Uh, with a C me on it because I do think he could improve massively and I'm, I'm excited slash terrified. <laughs> um, Jamie, Thomas Party. C. Connor. 
B. Nice. I'm, I'm going to go B plus. Oh, not allowed to do explanations, are we? But yeah. No, no allowed explanations. <laughs> yeah, did yeah. last time. Jamie, Emil Smith-Rowe. C. A. Connor. A, A minus. Oh, wow. Wow. B, B, B plus for me, I think. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jamie, Aaron <laughs> Ramsdale. A. Okay. Connor? A. I'm going to say A. Yeah, we'll, we'll say A, A, A. Triple A battery. A, A, A. And, and to final on for, for, for that in particular, Cedric, Jamie. <laughs> e. Yeah. Connor. Uh, D. Oh, nice. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. You. Ungradable. <laughs> Just, oh, 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 you're I'm enjoying awful. this, Toby. I'm not. Sorry, I'm no, look, look, he scored an unbelievable goal in the end of the season, to be fair, but it was kind of like the Willian one, you know, where uh, he scored at the end of the season. It's mm-hmm. like, well, for God's sake, you could have at least done that or at least put in a cross that was good all season or a pass. But anyway, um, we're going to do one more of these, and this is the last thing we'll do uh, before we round off, but you're allowed explanations on this one. Uh, so, Arteta. So, Jamie, what, what are we going with Arteta? And you're, you're allowed to explain this time. Um, B because he's he's if you're basing it purely on compared to last season we've improved um, he's he's got rid of players that we everyone knew we need to get rid of he's he's massively reduced the wage bill he, he's brought a unity and you can see that he's in certain games in certain stages of the season he's got players playing in a certain way the work rate's increased you can, you know, everyone knows exactly what he's trying to do, um, and we're a work in progress. And mm. I, I think that he's, um, he, he's got a big window ahead of him. I, I think this is this is the window where, if they, you know, the rumours are true that they're going to back him big again, it's all well and good having the money, but we've got to bring the right quality in. It's not just about getting the uh, good players in; it's about the mentality. The not necessarily always winners, but you've got to have the people that are here for the right reasons and, and understand that this is an unbelievable opportunity to play for one of the best clubs and one of the greatest um, um, sort of, if you like, um, established and well-respected clubs in the world and be part of, be part of a journey, part of, of, of a project that's exciting and and he's building something special. But he's he's got this... He's got next season and Champions League, if he doesn't get Champions League, he's got to go because obviously we've spent the money, we've backed him and and and, and it's again, it's progression. So I think that he's he's done really well. I said, well, who's, whose fault was it? We didn't get any players in January. It's easy to, we're never going to know. It's easy to blame him. You see, ultimately, you can say it's Edu, you could say it's the owners, you could say, but then it's not just that. It's about players that obviously a lot more expensive in January. They might, might not want to come until... You know what league you're playing in, if it's Champions League, Europa League. There's all these contributing factors, so there's no point even speculating. The bottom line is, is that he had a bet in the squad. He clearly didn't have enough any depth in the squad. He got fifth. We missed it by a point. 
couple of one one game we would have won instead of losing we would have been there. So I think that he he's he's improving. He's still a very young coach. We we need to remember that as well. You know, he only stopped playing what four years ago, five years, forty four years ago, whatever it is. Yeah. So I think that you know, you know, I mm-hmm. that he um I think that he he's done well, and that's why I'll give him a B. I think that's a fair analysis, and I think we'll we'll you, you're absolutely right. Like we'll look back to that January. None of us know what have happened, and there's a part of me that really respects the idea that they didn't want to just get some more Deadwood like we did with the Williams re-signing a Bamiyang and get stuck with God knows who, what, and why. But also, there was a time and a place to snake a signing, and someone like Spurs did. And look, I, if a point was the difference, maybe just getting that extra player in as cover or someone that could supplement might have been the difference. And maybe we just didn't believe we were going to get it. Maybe the board didn't think it was possible. So it's impossible to tell when, and maybe it'll all come out in the future. But um, Connor, what, what do you think? Yeah. So I think for me, it would be B plus. I think the fans and the atmosphere that is now, the atmosphere that's resulted of the fans being more connected with the players. I think it's fantastic. I think Arteta's had a big part of that. I have to attribute a little bit to his his assist for the my goal of the season as well. I thought, you know, I don't don't remember seeing you know Arsene Wenger doing that, so really appreciated that. And I think for me, the fact that it was in our hands to get to that position deserves um, a B plus. And he doesn't get an A or A minus or any of that because we didn't get Champions League. Otherwise, that would have been different. But so for me, B plus for the culture that he's created, what he's building. Um, but now sort of, you know, side teacher notes saying uh, you can get a little bit more if you put in the work and get the right decisions. So B plus for me. I'm, um, I'm going to take it one step further. You know, I'm going to go A minus. And um, whilst he has his flaws and whilst um, I've been frustrated at some of the timings of uh, substitutions and the business end of the season, deciding to put Janet Jacker at left back. And um, I think all in all, he's made a lot of good decisions. But there's two things that really help me push him towards the A minus category really and don't get me wrong it's not A it's not A plus it's not A star um is because like I've not seen a manager obviously we had Wenger but you know get anything out of the Cronkies including Wenger to a point you know in, in terms of getting them to believe in a structure believe in a method or or, or look at actually investing in the team in a really stringent and, and coherent way <clears throat> at the same time bringing the fans in, really like welcoming the fans, getting rid of that toxic atmosphere. I think he's rejuvenated the club um, in so many different ways. And I think is what, well, even if we get the on, on the pitch stuff that I think he's done very well at, although not perfect, um, his upward management skills are something that's really revolutionising the squad. And I think we've got a likeable young group of players. And in a position as a fan, we're not in the top four. And that's why he's not getting any A's or A+. But he, he's really made the football and the match day experience and... And even being online, more a more enjoyable experience uh, than than ever before, which is, <laughs> you know, I think is down to him. To be fair, I can't imagine another manager would have done it. We know, you know, what, what others can do. I think someone like Klopp, I think, has done that job very well. I think Pep has is a more on the pitch guy. I think, but obviously that's quite hard to measure because he's a he's a, uh, you know, he 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 is Pep Guardiola, probably one of the best managers in the world, and he's got a billion dollars to spend at every club he ever goes to, but. You know, I, I'm I'm going on a tangent, but I I think for all of the things encapsulating for the club, not necessarily just what's going on the pitch, I'd like to put him in that bracket and tip my captain for for, for that reason. 
And uh, and there we go. Well, look, let's leave it there. We've been talking for for a solid one minute, uh, sort of one minute, one hour, and, and nearly ten. So I think people have probably got things to do. But I just wanted to say, yeah, thank you so much for everyone this season. It's it's great. Um, this has been our men's roundup. Next week, um, we will be doing the women's roundup as well, and then we'll continue with hopefully doing things throughout the season uh, with transfers and maybe a few features as well. And um, Jamie, I'd, I'd love to see you back on as well. It's been great to have you back. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've, as always, you know. I uh, I've really enjoyed it, and it's great to to, to meet yourself, Connor. And uh, I just hope that when we next when we next speak, whenever that may be, that we're uh, we're talking, you know, a bit more positive. Not because it's been negative, but just you know, we're we're in that position where we've we've gone up another level again, and we're, we're you know we're playing the football, and we're in a position that all of us fans want to be in. So, fingers crossed for the uh, for the near future. I agree. I agree. And I'm, I'm sure that, that we'll, we'll talk throughout the season or throughout the off season, I should say. And uh, we'll have you on when we've just signed uh, Gabriel Jesus, Gnabry, T. Elements, uh and probably Lionel Messi at this rate, given what's been going on and rumours going on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, can't wait. And Connor, mate, thank you so much for coming on again. I really appreciate it, mate. No, my pleasure, Toby. Again, this is honestly my favourite part of the week and fantastic to have met you, Jamie. I'm looking forward to keeping in touch and Definitely. hopefully, as you say, speaking about more positive things in the future. And yeah, it's been a fantastic ride and I can't wait. I can't wait to get hurt again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it certainly is the hope that kills you. So, uh, mate, guys, thank you for Thanks so much, Connor, everyone. I really appreciate it. Everyone for listening throughout the whole season. See you next week.